Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. All right. The Mac Jones era is beginning as of today in New England. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I am Shay Cornette here with the guys this morning. If you want to give us a a phone call, feel free. Give us a ring on the Dr. Pepper call line. The phone number, 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Okay, so Bill Belichick addressed the media just moments ago. And in case you need to get caught up, let me do it for you real quick. Yesterday, right after our show ended, um, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots decided they were going to move on from Cam Newton. And so he is no longer with the Patriots. They are now going to move to their quarterback, number one, which would be Mac Jones going forward. And so what does this mean for the Patriots? And why did Mac Jones win the job? Well, here's Bill Belichick. How much did um, having those three days to himself for Mac Jones help him uh, beat out Cam for that position? Yeah, I don't know. And just a quick follow-up, did Cam's vaccination status have anything to do with him being released? No. No, I I mean, look, you guys keep talking about that. And, you know, I would just point out that I don't know what the number is. I mean, you guys can look it up. You have the access to a lot of information. But the number of players and coaches and staff members that have, you know, been infected by COVID in this training camp who have been vaccinated is a pretty high number. So I wouldn't lose sight of that. Okay. So, I mean, he's not wrong in anything that he's saying, but nonetheless, he he tells the media and tells us, although we have been speculating, let's call it what it is about this, that the vaccination situation between Mac Jones and Cam Newton had absolutely nothing to do with it. Now, guys, do any of us believe that Mac Jones didn't go out and play well this preseason enough to earn him a starting job? No, not at all. But because this is such a surprise factor, what, 10 days before the Patriots start their regular season against the Dolphins, which is next Sunday, I mean, it, it is reason for us to ask the question like did it come into play especially because cam newton did miss three days of practice last week you know i i think all everything's on the table everything came into play mac jones played great in the preseason i'm sure he had command of the offense when cam was gone because he was taking all the reps i'm sure he handled himself well in the classroom like most nfl starting quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks in the classroom they're all smart Okay, the IQs of quarterbacks are brilliant in terms of running offense and lining guys up and putting people in the right positions. However, I will say that I believe that the vaccination played a part in the decision-making of Bill Belichick and Josh McDowell's and the offensive staff to go in a different direction. I mean, you, you have to know that. You can't be uh, delusional and think that it did not when clearly in the National Football League, unless you are – a high-priority economic guy making tons and tons of money, and they absolutely have to have you, you're going to probably find yourself on the streets. Otherwise, you'll be with the team. We see it right now in the NFL as cut-down day was yesterday, and, and there's a lot of guys that's not vaccinated, but their salaries are high, and their starters on the team, the team turned their cheeks the other way. It's okay. I mean, it's a business. We get it. We understand it. But Urban Meyer just happened to be one that put it out there and said, <laughs> we cut people. Yeah, it's a reality that every team is going through. But, you know, it's funny. People don't remember context, Shay. Mm-hmm. People don't remember details. 
for the people that understand, because we have relationships, obviously Key has a lot of relationships in the NFL. I have friendships. When you start hearing how different coaches or staff members are thinking about how they deal with unvaccinated players or vaccinated players, that's, that's insight that not a lot of fans have. So you know what? We walk away from this scenario as a fan. Mac Jones won the position. That's what fans are going to say. He won the position. Now the question comes into it, if he did win the position, where can he elevate this team? That's still a lot to ask of a rookie quarterback. Now everybody's saying, hey, look, you just got to manage the plays. You got to manage the team. You're going to, you know, the O-line is going to help him. They're going to, you know, keep him safe. That's fine. Still a lot of pressure that comes along, especially in your first game against Miami, mm-hmm. uh, with being a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, and people are comparing you to Tom Brady. Yeah, a, yeah, a, a it, lot. It's a lot that comes along with that. Yeah. No, it is, it's a lot that comes with it. Compare, the comparison to Tom Brady, whatever. Anybody, they, if Jared Stenham would have took over and they never drafted uh, Mac Jones, they would have been comparing him to Tom Brady. Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo would have still been there. They would have been comparing him to Tom Brady. That's just part of – the deal. But here's what I would say, Shay, and we talked about this, I don't know, an hour or so ago, and I was mm-hmm. wondering, mm-hmm. what, when November comes in December, in January, it gets cold in New England. What will Mac Jones be? Can Tom Brady came from Michigan, so it was a little bit different. You know, he got used point. to that cold. I wonder what Mac Jones will be as a rookie coming from Alabama to New England in that cold, when the, in December and January, when we know the New England Patriots probably are going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, what else is new? Hey, that's a really good point because I remember Tua had this issue as well last year when he finally became the starter for the Miami Dolphins. I believe it was the game in Denver. It was supposed to be really cold, windy. You know how Denver gets. And he had said that that was going to be the coldest game he had ever played in, mm. ever. And obviously he struggled in that game. That is definitely a factor. Um, another factor here is the fact that Bill Belichick is starting a working quarterback. Like that in, that's in itself is something completely different for him. And also this year we saw the Bill, Bill Belichick and the Patriots go out and do something they had never done before. The Patriots spent $159.6 million in guaranteed money on free agents after the start of the 2021 league year, which was on March 17th. That set an NFL record. That's according to ESPN stats and information. Again, something the Patriots never do. So their ability to adjust to New England post-Tom Brady, post a losing season last year, is something that we haven't seen before. And, guys, you can only – for me, the only comparison I can make instantly is to, like, Coach K and college basketball. So saw Coach Calipari winning with a one-and-done situation, and obviously that had success. And then, you know, Coach K was like, hey, I can do it, and watch me maybe even do it better. Like, watch me figure out a way to do it, and I'll do it with the one-and-dones as well. And so you have to kind of adjust with the times. We all do in any profession, and this is a prime example of it in the NFL with Bill Belichick. Also, you know, in college basketball, it's interesting because now it's about – it wasn't just about the one-and-dones. It's about the graduate transfers or Mm -hmm. the transfers, right? Mm -hmm. The transfer pool is something a lot of people talk a ton about in college basketball. So it's always updating, like recalibrating your iOS, right? iOS system with your phone. Your phone gets asked to update itself. You update it because you want to make sure that you're in tune with everything that's new out there that you want implemented on your phone or in your team. So I give Bill Belichick a lot of credit on that. But, Key, there's one thing that really kind of rubs me the wrong way, and I just want to make sure that we continue to build the right narrative for Cam, is that, you know, it feels like over the past year and a half, there's a lot of things that have happened in Boston that between the rap music that Cam listened to, 
between the way Cam, the radio stations talking about the way Cam dressed, uh, his style that takes away from the team, you know, how he played through COVID, all these different things. I, I just want to make sure people realize that Cam handled himself in a first-class manner, and that dude is there to compete. It may not have worked out the way that Cam wanted it to work out, but let's not act like Cam Newton isn't a talented individual who still has some left in the tank to provide a football team in the NFL. I just wanted to say that, Keith. No, he he certainly has something left in the tank, I believe. I mean, you know, I understand circumstances and situations sometimes don't work out the best for individuals. Um, But, you know, you mentioned the rap music, whatever. I mean, we all know who that was. We all know who that is. So, and what type of person that is. And then when you talk about the other radio stations, talking about his dress and his style, that's whatever. I I can for sure tell you that the rap music, the radio stations, and all the other negativity did not play a part in why Bill Belichick decided to go in a different direction. And it won't play a part in why teams will or will not sign Cam Newton moving forward. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's bring someone else into this conversation. Now that Mac Jones has won the starting job in New England, he knows a thing or two about Mac Jones. That would be Mel Kuyper Jr. So let's go back, Mel, really quick. Good morning to you, by the way. Good Mel morning. joining us on the, up, on the Goodyear How Hotline. Guys <laughs> Good morning. Uh, let's go back to draft day really quick, sure. okay? And, and so the Patriots, they go and take Mac Jones, and now he becomes the starter. Is this something you've could see coming? How ready do you think Mac Jones is for this role? Like, set us up for who this quarterback is going to be this year. Well, first of all, Susie Colbert taught me a long time ago when I was always saying, let them sit, watch, and learn. And she said, well, they don't sit, watch, and learn. They're playing. They're all playing. And Susie's normally right. I'm almost 100% right with that comment. And every year we think, oh, it's better to sit. These guys are playing, and, and certainly with Cam and his struggles, and you think about where Mac was during the preseason, the improvement he made, uh, and you see where this division is. They dominated this division because they hit one of sixth-round pick who's the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. They had Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe hurt. Brady in. They were talking about Bledsoe coming back. No, they stuck with Tom after even after they brought him back after Bledsoe did real well in the playoffs. So he was went to Tom and he stuck with Tom. And now it's Mac. And I think he sees Josh Allen dominating this division maybe for the next 10 to 15 years. We can't have that. We got Tua maybe improving and being the guy in Miami. We'll see about that. We have Zach Wilson. Okay, he's going to be the next superstar. We got to win this division. We got to have the best quarterback or be right there with that guy. And that wasn't going to be Cam Newton. And he feels like, hey, and I said this last summer, and key guys, I told everybody about Max Jones. He could be, after he played now, not, not in the summer, after he played a few games, he looked like a Tom Brady type. And I said, don't go crazy and tell me he's going to be Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady, but he was that type of quarterback. Tom Brady had the worst vertical jump and the worst 40 of any quarterback I've ever written up in the history of doing this in 45 years. Mac Jones is better than Brady in those categories, but he still doesn't have the wow arm. He's not going to beat you with his legs like Joe Burrow does. Uh, He's not going to be that type of athlete. So he's super smart. He's highly competitive. He's incredibly accurate. What is Tom Brady? Exactly that. And he won. So, again, you saw similarities there. I'm sure they did. And after the way he played in the preseason, it's like, hey, let's get it going, guys, because we got to be able to compete in this. Forget the division, too. How about Patrick Mahomes, Herbert emerging, Lawrence, Baker, Lamar. And the list goes on and on just in the AFC, guys. So, again, if you're going to win the division, fine. You're going to win the AFC and play in the Super Bowl. you got to beat great young quarterbacks and they didn't have one and now they feel maybe they do in Mac Jones let me let me ask you this Mel because I've been kind of wrestling 
in my brain mm-hmm. uh, for the last several hours. So you've you've studied, gosh, I don't know, nineteen. When did you start this? Nineteen eighty. I started seventy eight. Uh-huh. Seventy eight. You mm-hmm. watch. I don't know how many quarterbacks from the first round or no round, and you watch coordinators and systems, and you watch guys have success, major success in college, and then in the pros they can't make the transition, even though you think so, right? And I look to. All my quarterbacks at mm-hmm. USC, at mm-hmm. Washington, that was under the tutelage of Lane Kiffin, Sarkeesian, the guys at Alabama under the tutelage of Lane Kiffin and Sarkeesian, and now all of a sudden they're in the pros and they're not having major like major success. Do you think that that could play in any role at all in Mac Jones's future in New England, or is it something totally different? You know, I think every diff- situation is a little different, Key, and, and the players are a little bit different. I think when you look at where Tua is now coming off the hip, he's two years removed in Miami now. Everything should be better for him. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts, and we said, okay, Jalen Hurts is a guy. That, you know, where will he go? Well, he goes in the second round. Uh, you thought maybe Baltimore would look at him as a really good number two to Lamar because, you know, you have a guy very similar and you can run that same offense. And he wasn't there for Baltimore. He was gone. The Eagles took him. Now he's got that shot. So if you had to look at those three, you would expect Tua. I had a higher grade on Tua than I did Mac Jones. Hurts obviously had a lower grade than any of them. He was projected as a second, third round type of quarterback. So it really is Tua and I think Mac that would really make this Alabama situation look really good. Uh, and I think that certainly Mac fits what New England does. Tua in Miami, they're building it around the quarterback. They feel they can be right there this year. So I think when you look back, I think you could always pick out guys that maybe didn't do well for whatever reason. Uh, normally it's the individual more so than anything else but in this particular case I think it's a lot of pressure now because of these great quarterbacks in the AFC and the league in general and the youth of these quarterbacks how young they are uh, it's you you got to keep up with those guys and you, you know unless you have the veteran and very few do have a great veteran quarterback who's been around forever like Tom's gonna be 44 44 gonna be 45 next year if he's back which you will you got to get that guy and then you can cut the cord with these quarterbacks a lot quicker than you could back in the day when they were getting those huge contracts like Stafford and Bradford got. I think Bradford may have got the last one or Stafford did. So I think it's basically, hey, keep swinging until you get the guy. Keep taking those at-bats and swinging for the fences like the Major League Baseball does now all the time. Swing for the fences all the time because you got to have the quarterback. Well, they had the quarterback last year, and they might have the quarterback this year too in Alabama. What does this say about the Alabama program to you, Mel? I think it's Nick Saban, really, Jay. It's, it's Nick. And I think when you look at six first-round draft choices and you say they have eight of their nine top tacklers back on defense and the quarterback who's highly regarded and an offensive lineman and Evan Neal who's got a top-five grade right now and John Mechie the third, who's the next great receiver there, it's just that's just the way it is. The talent keeps coming in. Players want to go there. Uh, they want to play for a, t- a program that can put you in the NFL and, and set you up for success and win cha- national championships. So, again, it's, it's just a dynasty. Nick is built there as a dynasty, and uh, it's not going away anytime soon. And now I think Oklahoma wins the national championship this year. I'll go on record as saying that. I think Lincoln Riley, it sets up beautifully for him with Spencer Rattler and the weapons and the, off- and the defensive players that he has with Nick Benito coming off the edge, interior guys like Isaiah Thomas, versatile guy, the linebackers, the way they swarm, and the DBs. Everything sets up for Oklahoma this year to win a national title. But, you know, Alabama's going to be right there. Clemson's going to be right there. I think Texas A&M's going to be a real 
really good team if the quarterback steps up and the new starter, starting quarterback gets the job done. So I think it's going to be highly competitive in terms of the top six teams in college football. The problem is there's not much after that. So it's all about those six, Georgia included. And then if we get a, a surprise in there, a shocker in there, maybe we do. But that's the issue with college football, not a lot of, of parity. In the NFL, you, you have that to an extent right now, and you have it a lot more with all these young quarterbacks trying to win a Super Bowl. Staying with those young quarterbacks, we're talking to Mel Kuyper Jr. right now. He's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline here in Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. My name is Shay Cornette here with the guys as well. Okay, so let's go to that draft class that's going to be entering this season and the regular season starting um, in just about a week now, Mel. So you said you would have drafted Justin Fields ahead of Zach Wilson in the draft. And so the situation in Chicago is an interesting one. How surprised are you that Fields is not starting, but Zach Wilson obviously is for the Jets? Well, we knew Wilson would be, and Wilson, like Mac Jones, you know, came out of kind of nowhere because Zach was at 62% in 2019 with 11 touchdowns. He went from 62 to 73 and 33 touchdowns up from 11. So Zach made that monumental leap. Mac Jones made that monumental leap. And Justin, people were all over the place on him. I stuck with him. A lot of people dropped him severely down and put him as the fifth quarterback. So uh, I had him as the second quarterback. So uh, I think it's kind of like with Patrick Mahomes. They had Alex Smith. They thought they were a team could go into the playoffs and do some things. They redshirted Patrick Mahomes that first year when others were playing. And now you have Andy Dalton, who's kind of an Alex Smith type, right? And they think with their defense, they can do some things if they don't make mistakes. And they, and they can work fields in, like Trey Lance can be worked in with the 49ers in packages. So you can get Justin on the field. Now, if he, obviously, if Dalton struggles, you go to, to Justin, you never look back. I think that's kind of a win-win for them with Matt Nagy. Let Dalton go out there. If we're winning games with Dalton, fine. We can work Justin in a little bit or just let him sit, watch, and learn. If Dalton is struggling and we're not winning, then we go to Justin and we never look back. And in New England, that's why you don't keep Cam around because if Mac's struggling, then he's like, oh, you got to go to Cam. Now there's no issue there. It's Mac's team. It's Mac's team entirely. And that was, I think, a smart move there. Had you not done that, he'd have been looking over his shoulder. Everybody, we guys would have been talking. It's got to go back to Cam. You gotta, then if you go to Cam, when are you going back to Mac? Right? Well, that's the issue. Here, it's Andy Dalton. If he struggles, it's then, it's then it goes to Justin Fields, and you never, ever talk about who the starting quarterback's going to be moving forward. Hit bumps in the road or not, it's going to be Justin Fields. Mel, do you think Andy Dalton's going to struggle? I mean, watching him last year with the Cowboys in that O-line, he struggled. Is it, isn't it going to be somewhat similar this year? Could be. Different team, though. Different team, though, Jay. This, this Bears team with that defense and what they think they can do uh, in that division, obviously, Green Bay, that's my Super Bowl pick. Green Bay and Cleveland, guys, was my mm. Super Bowl pick. But uh, I think when you look at the Bears, I just feel it's a win-win for this race. I don't know what Andy Dalton's going to do in Chicago. You can't worry about the preseason. It means nothing. Guys that look good send the struggle. Some guys that struggle a bit, all of a sudden when the bell rings, they look great. So I don't put a lot of stock in preseason uh, with some of these players. But I think with the Bears, if Andy Dalton does struggle, then you go to Justin. If he does okay or he does well, then Justin just waits a little bit. Or you can, like I say, you can work Justin in. I, I love win-wins, and I think for Matt Nagy, he set himself up for that. We see what Dalton can do. Let him have the ball. It's his team. Okay, we hope we can be a playoff team. That's what we want to be. If we're not with Andy early on, first two, three games, then we got to pull the plug and go to Justin. And as I say, never look back. Mel, your 2022 Big Board was released this morning, and it's now available on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, who should we be keeping an eye on in college football as it gets going and underway this Saturday? 
I think defense key. I think we've always talked a lot about quarterbacks and probably a lot more than we should because we forget about the defensive players. But Thibodeau at the top, is he going to be Miles Garrett? Is he going to be a guy like Jadavion Clowney, Mario Williams, the, the number one picks overall that were defensive ends, that weren't quarterbacks, okay? So I think Thibodeau's up there for that reason. Does Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU, bounce back? do what he did as a freshman after a subpar sophomore campaign. And then those defensive linemen, DeMarvin Leal at Texas A&M, really good player. George Karloftis at Purdue, really good player. Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end Michigan, really strong. Adam Anderson, love him coming off the edge, flying off the edge of Georgia as more of an outside linebacker. So I think the defensive players will dictate a lot of what we see in the 2022 draft. Good stuff. Mel Kuyper, Jr., thank you so much for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. All right, Mel. All right, See Mel. you later. Mel Kuyper Jr. is brought to you by Barbersol 1919 Classic Shaving Cream. A fresh take on the original. This new non-aerosol formula features enhanced ingredients and exceptional glide. Learn more at Barbersol.com. Shay, right. yes? college football starts this weekend, not Saturday, because there's a game on Thursday. Correct. Yes. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yes. Week one. Just want to make sure we'll get I correct that, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Wanna I appreciate Want to be smart on this show. Yeah. <laughs> You are right, Key. Um, the next guy that's going to join us is pretty smart. He's one of the few quarterbacks not named Tom Brady to start for Bill Belichick. We'll do that next on KJZ and ESPN Radio and ESPN News. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Scott Van Pelt, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready. This is Stanford Steve, and I'm ready. This is the Bear, and I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. So 
Big news yesterday carrying over into this morning. Cam Newton no longer with the Patriots, and now it is Mac Jones' turn to take over. How did we get here, though? That is the question. This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette here with the guys this morning. So Bill Belichick spoke to the media earlier today, and the question naturally that a lot of people are wondering this morning, just because it was kind of an abrupt decision, at least from an outsider's perspective, is was perhaps the vaccination status of Cam Newton a factor in the decision of cutting him because Cam Newton obviously missed time last year with COVID. He missed last week. He missed three days because of a misunderstanding with COVID protocol. And so this question was posed to the head coach of the Patriots, and here was his response. How much did um, having those three days to himself for Mac Jones help him uh, beat out Cam for that position? Yeah, I don't know. And just a quick follow-up. Did Cam's vaccination status have anything to do with him being released? No. No, I I mean, look, you guys keep talking about that. And, you know, I would just point out that I don't know what the number is. I mean, you guys can look it up. You have the access to a lot of information. But the number of players and coaches and staff members that have, you know, been infected by COVID in this training camp who have been vaccinated is a pretty high number. So I wouldn't lose sight of that. Okay, uh, so there is a very Bill Belichick answer to the question about Mac Jones and, of course, the release of Cam Newton. Nonetheless, though, this opens the conversation to more things, right, to us discussing more things. And this also comes off the heels of yesterday of Urban Meyer just straight up flat telling us all that vaccination status was a factor in their cut down to their roster yesterday. I mean, he was very blunt about it. And so we've been having this discussion about the Bill Belichick versus Urban Meyer conversation. And this morning, Dan Graziano tweeted something, Jay, that you pointed out to us. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. And Dan Graziano, somebody that uh, obviously is very involved in football at a high level, he says, this, for example, is a far more irresponsible and inaccurate comment than what Urban Meyer said. The rate of positive tests among unvaccinated NFL personnel is seven times higher than the rate of positive tests among vaccinated personnel. Yeah, and so and so this is what he's saying is that maybe Bill Belichick was taking a stance for the other side when the message I think to the NFL has been, you know, we need you to be vaccinated because otherwise there's going to be repercussions going forward, Keith. Yeah. I, you know, everybody's situations is different. And I think Belichick is, is caught in a moment there at a press conference where he's searching for answers because clearly he knew that that question was going to come up about Cam's positioning in the vaccination whether he had it, didn't have it, is that did that play into the decision-making on whether or not Cam was released? You would have to be a fool to think that that didn't play into the decision. It wasn't the sole decision. No. It was just a part of the decision. Yeah, I, I agree. It's part of the decision. The only thing that kind of bothers me about it after Dan brought it up is that, you know, listening to the comment back again, he first off says, you know, I don't know the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I don't know the numbers, but – and then he goes into his comment and says those numbers are high, too. So I, I do agree with Dan. I think it sends the wrong message, and it feels like Bill was caught in a little bit of a corner as well. All I'm saying is, you know, if we have the same energy for Urban Meyer, 
then you have to keep that across the slate for everybody. Yeah, I think that's probably more the point, right? Like, if we're gonna ha- we're gonna be a little critical of Urban, eh, we could be a little critical of Bill too. Um, all right, let's bring in a former Patriots quarterback that knows a thing or two about Bill Belichick and what is going on with the Patriots right now. That would be Matt Castle. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Good morning to you, Matt. Thanks for being with us. So big discussion here about the Patriots moving on from Cam Newton and on to Mac Jones. Why do you think they decided to cut Cam Newton yesterday? You know, it's a, it was an interesting situation. I was a little bit surprised, but not shocked, because you're never shocked with anything that Bill Belichick does. But at the end of the day, you know, throughout this training camp, Mac Jones has been closing that gap slowly but surely. He's been really good about digesting that playbook. You saw him operate. And, again, you take preseason with a grain of salt, as I always say, because you're going up against twos and threes. But, really, I think the deciding factor, and what you guys were just talking about, the vaccination, everything like that, but when they had the – quote-unquote misunderstanding with Cam and he missed those five days of practice what it really did was give Mac Jones an opportunity to work with the ones and from everything I'm hearing go I look I didn't see the practice but of that Wednesday practice when Mac Jones was able to go out there and participate and get every rep with the ones against the joint practice against the New York Giants he was 35 for 40 it was a hot day but he went out there and performed and really showed this offense, uh, offensive unit and also the coaching staff that he's capable of taking over the reins now. And so with that being said, whether or not it was the vaccination, I mean, Cam being unvaccinated or not, it opened the door for Mac Jones to kind of go in there and showcase his skill set and let these coaches know that he was ready to go. Matt, you, you know Bill well, and you know how Bill feel about rookie players, in particular quarterbacks. Why, why would he make the decision – to go with a rookie quarterback when he's assembled a team to make a deep run into the playoffs. Right. I, you know, it, it was one of those things that I said all along. I thought it Cam would absolutely be starting to start this year just because of that reason, his experience, his ability to go out and the stuff that he can do with his legs, the attributes that he brings in terms of the zone reads and the RPOs. And, and he's just, he puts a lot of stress on that defense, but at the end of the day, the way that this offense is structured, they felt that Mac Jones and Josh McDaniels probably they can run the offense that they used to with Brady, and they felt that he had come a long way in, in that, that sense, and they put him in a better position to win games and win games consistently. And so they're going to roll with Mac Jones. And at the end of the day, I think Cam was one of those guys where they, having him in the room and potentially being a distraction there, they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to put Mac Jones, and then we're going to live and die with Mac Jones and see what happens. Matt, is Cam Newton the starter in the NFL? You know, not right now he's not. I'll tell you what, I think he's going to be sitting there for a little while, and he's going to have to play his cards. The hard part for a guy like Cam, who's been nothing but a starter throughout his career, and I've been through it too, of when you go from that starter role to a backup, you kind of have to swallow your pride, and particularly a guy that's been an MVP in this league, that's been a three-time pro bowler. He, he's a guy that has the potential to still start, but it's going to be a situation that it, nobody's going to sign him right now off the off the bat to go in there and compete for a starting job. And can he swallow his pride and go in and take that backup role? And we all have to have that, you know, you have to look at yourself in the mirror when those circumstances come up and be like, can I do this? Can I go in and be supportive and just be a guy and wait my turn if that opportunity comes up? Or am I going to wait for an opportunity to where, you know, there's some injuries that take place across the league and I can go in and be a starter again? 
Talking to Matt Castle right now, former Patriots quarterback. He's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline here in Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Okay, yesterday, um, I believe it was yesterday, Asante Samuel said that without Brady, Coach Belichick is just another coach. Matt, you know Belichick well, as Key already said. How would you respond to that? Yeah, I don't think Bill Belichick by any means is just another coach. I'd have to disagree with my buddy Asante Samuel, who I know real well. But at the end of the day, look, I've been around a lot of coaches in the league. I played for 14 years for multiple organizations, and there's not a coach that uh, puts you in a better position to be successful on a consistent basis as Bill Belichick. His preparation and his attention to detail, everything that he does throughout the course of the week is to put you in a position to be successful. And when I stepped on the field and was able to play in that 2008 season, I was I always felt very confident of understanding the the dynamics of how we're going to win this game and, and what we needed to do well offensively to attack a certain defense. And I'll even go to this extent on Tuesdays, which I'd never been around any other organization that does it, but we used to go in on Tuesdays the day off and meet with Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick would sit down with the quarterbacks and we'd break down film on the position players on the defensive side of the ball. We'd watch cutups on the right corner, the left corner, the safety play, even mismatches that you might get from the from a linebacker on say Kevin Falk coming out of the backfield and he'd break it down and make you understand their scheme he'd give you their philosophy where what the um where where the excuse me defensive coordinator came from and so there was so much knowledge that he brought to the table that by Wednesday when you came in and you start to install the game plan you already had such a tremendous head start on who you wanted to attack with what routes um, what safeties you wanted to try to throw the ball up and take advantage of and so again that's just one part of his coaching but he's a great teacher and it, so for me I've, I've never played for another head coach that can match what Bill Belichick does for his players. See, I, I disagree with you, Matt. I think he is overrated. You want to know why? Yes, I do. <laughs> because he found your ass and he found Tom Brady. <laughs> you played yeah. 14 – look, you played 14 years and Tom's still playing, so he really is overrated, right? I mean, like, I don't even know what Sante Samuel – that's some personal stuff going on there. I, I just – I can't even – that doesn't even sound – it just doesn't – doesn't even sound right. It and like and like it Matt said, right. like Matt said, attention to detail. So Matt, I was part of the two minute package on the Hail Mary at the end of the half, at the end of the games. And much like you just described, right. Bill Belichick in attention to detail, after every single damn practice, he would take me in at game week, he would take me into the office and I would sit down and watch cut ups. What do we got? Like two minute well, we got about six plays. I would watch six plays for two hours with him on every split, on every this. But guess what? It paid off in the end because I got I wind up getting interceptions because of it. So I, I don't I don't know what Samuel talking about, man. He's just talking. He's crazy. I know that that's you know that's some personal stuff. Sometimes yeah, people personal. pop off like that. You sit there going, "I'm sorry, Sante. I know that." Uh, uh, things didn't maybe work out in New England with you, but I mean, everybody's got their own gripes. But at the end of the day, Coach Belichick is Coach Belichick and probably the greatest coach to, to coach in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is sure. correct, Trojan. Matt Castle, thank you so much for the time this morning. We really appreciate it. All right, Matt. Fight on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Fight on. Have a great one. <laughs> Fight, on. Fight on. See you later. All right. Someone who stopped the Patriots' perfect season is finally being honored. We'll talk about next, and we'll play a little game of call a roulette after Jay has this from Indeed. Running your own business requires a lot of running around. 
from bookkeeping to a client's meetings, you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately re receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right. We are going to play Call a Roulette here. In just a minute, welcome back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and you can tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. I'm Shay Cornette here with the guys this morning. <laughs> and before we get to call a roulette, guys, um, earlier this morning on Good Morning America, Michael Strahan was surprised by some former teammates who came out and told him his number 92 was going to be retired for the New York Giants. And so it was Eli Manning, Justin Tuck, Jesse Armstead. They all came out. Eli Manning legit like jumped out of a box wearing his jersey, and they came out to tell Michael Strahan that his number was going to be retired. Kind of a cute moment this morning on GMA, guys. No, it was a big-time moment for my guy Strahan, but I just want to know. What took so damn long? <laughs> tell him, Key. I, I like it. I got to tell you, you know, Stray is one of, like, obviously he's a superstar, right? Yeah. Uh, major superstar. But when you actually spend time with him, he's one of the most humble dudes you'll ever meet. Like, he, uh, people come across, like, superstars sometimes. When you meet superstars, Stray comes across a guy that's like, hey, let me jump in this taxi. Yeah. Like, that's, it, it reminds me a little bit of Derek Jeter, that same kind of feel here in New York. Yeah, I, I love it, and I loved that video as I well. I mean, Stray ain't taking no taxis, let me tell you that. But he, <laughs> he would. But he he would like raise he his could, hand. Maybe, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I got He would you. raise his hand for one. <laughs> I got well, you. I, I just want to know what took so long. No, dude was inducted into the Hall of Fame years ago, and you would just think that, you know, it would just go. It's easy. It's like, okay. a little late, you know. Giants. We always Better late than never, right? Um, so college football is kicking off tomorrow night. Week one will get underway. And over this past weekend, it was week zero. After Nebraska took a 9-2 lead, Illinois responded with two touchdowns, including this 41-yard fumble return for a touchdown in the final minute of the first half. And then they never looked back. 
They got guys spread out everywhere. Here comes the rush on Martinez, and he fumbles the ball. It is loose, scooped up by the Illini. Going to the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Illinois! Fumble by Martinez. The Illini run it in for the score. So that's Ryan Barnhart from Learfield, and College Football's Play of the Month is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. College Football is back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Again, that will get underway tomorrow night. We're going to play Call a Roulette here, so let's spin the wheel. I wonder what Sam Howell got for me from North Carolina. I'm trying to see that. Oh, okay. I feel you. Line one. Bill from Nashville. When I saw the news of Cam Newton getting released, the breaking news, I was like, people at ESPN are going out of their minds. I can't wait to listen tomorrow. I was wondering if there was a transaction, roster cut, something like that that you were more excited about when, when, when that happened. Go ahead, guys. Key, Jay? No, I wasn't excited about it. I mean, it gives us some content, but I wasn't excited about it. I never want to see guys get cut. Yeah, as soon as this happened yesterday, I said that's our whole show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just, yeah. I mean, there are so many different angles that you can go off, obviously, with Mac and then Cam. Where's a good fit? How other people will react to it? It's just, it's the biggest story in the sport right now. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Let's spin the wheel. Line two, good morning. I can't even respond to that, Evan. Yeah, I'm, this is John calling from Texas. I'm just calling about, I want you to take on the deal with the Tom Brady also. Because my opinion with Tom Brady is basically this. He's a good quarterback. He played in a great system. Bill Belichick helped create him. When he went to Tampa, they changed it so it would fit him so he'd have success. But he is still a great quarterback. Matt Jones is in the perfect system to be successful. But the question is, I just don't trust Alabama quarterbacks. Just okay. want to get your take. All right, so he's saying something that we talked about earlier today. Mac Jones seems to be in the perfect system, but it's just something about Alabama quarterbacks I just don't trust. Yeah, but trust can be earned over time. I mean, if Tua starts to pan out, he has a good season for the Dolphins. If Mac finds his way, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'm not giving them Jalen Hurts, but if they want to own Jalen Hurts, obviously, if he starts doing his thing, I mean, that could be earned over time. Well, Alabama quarterbacks, first of all, none of them was ever rated this high, right? None of them were ever rated high like Tua and Mac Jones. All these other guys – Greg McElroy, uh, uh, A.J. McCarron, all those dudes was pushed down. They were never number one picks. They were never projected to be long-term success guys in the National Football League. So I just wouldn't put a knock on Alabama quarterbacks at all. All right, fair enough. Spin the wheel. That ain't my boy, Key. Line three, good morning. (laughs) Uh, hi, this is Cameron from Houston. Uh, this question's for Key. Key, I'm currently at USC, and I want to know how are we going to do this year in football? Ooh, Key? I don't know how we're going to do. I can't even answer that question because I'm scared of San Jose State right now. And that's, Damn. you know, yeah, yeah. It's I'm like scared. that? San Jose, State had a, San Jose State got a good coach. They got a good little program, you know, and we sometimes, man, we just – we don't know how to play football at times, it seems like. Trojans, beware of the Spartans. Last one, spin the wheel. Line four. Yeah, guys, I want to get your take on the, the 49ers. They haven't named a starter yet. Seems a little odd considering they're a ready-set playoff team that just needs a quarterback to get them there. What do you think is going to happen with that situation? Jimmy G's a starter, man. They're not getting ready to start. Trey Lance coming off a broken finger or whatever, a crack. Finger, whatever it is that he has, that Jimmy G's a starter. 
I actually think that they're going to have a dual quarterback system for a little bit. I think Kyle Shanahan to play with it, but Jimmy G is going to be the main guy. Well, and I feel like it's almost solidified that Jimmy G at least going to start because Trey Lance has got that little chip fracture in his yeah, hand. He's out for a week. Yeah. I mean, we're approaching the start of the, the season at this point, so it feels like they might as well just name Jimmy G the starter at this point, especially because they're coming off an injury. All right. It Jay, is been, it right? It has been uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be determined, Key. To be determined. It has been fun hanging out with Key and Jay Will the last three days. Hopefully, I'll get to see y'all soon. But no, you're coming you back tomorrow, right? No. You're coming back tomorrow? No, me tomorrow. No, you, 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 you coming back. I got it handled. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to sleep in a little bit tomorrow. No, no, no. 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 You, no, no. <laughs> no. Evan, you bring right. her back. It has been fun. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. I know the bosses, and he ain't one. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Thanks for being with us this morning. Stay safe, everyone. Catch you later.